0: Hello, and welcome to the Hot Rod Bible Study, where tonight we get to go through another complete book of the Bible. Tonight, the book of Jude. Last week, I mentioned something about how uh, I was very disappointed in some of the reactions that people had on social media concerning those who were expressing, uh, praying for those who were affected by the shooting down in, in Texas. Um... Uh, This week, I even read stuff in the newspaper where they had uh, editorials saying, well, this thoughts and prayer stuff doesn't do any good. I had people that there were people that were writing in letters to the editor saying the same thing. And, you know, this truly is an out and out attack on prayer and those of us who believe in prayer. And really what it is, is an attack of Satan. What do we do? Well, the answer is pray. You know, that's it. Sounds it sounds simple, but that's really it. We need to continue to be in prayer, and we need to pray for those who have uh, these things where they say that, "Oh, prayer never ever stopped a bullet." How do you know? That's what I, that's what I want to know. How many how many people have been in the service? You know, they they used to say there's never an atheist in a foxhole. Uh, there was a lot of guys. I Actually, I was watching the deal on. On the Indianapolis, you know, that was the one battleship that was sunk and lost. All those guys because they're out floating around the Pacific. That's one that delivered the uh, uh, big boy uh, atomic bomb. Anyway, he, the guy was saying, man, I prayed more earnestly than I ever had before. And that's what he says. I knew exactly who I was praying to. And that's how come I survived. So. Again, what it is, it's an out-and-out out attack on those of us who pray and believe in prayer. So we need to stand up, we need to speak our voices, and we need to continue in prayer. Uh, the issue is, is uh, responding uh, with the truth in love. And that's going to be the hard thing because, again, if you're wired like I am, Especially with a spiritual gift of sarcasm, you can wing one right back at them and then it doesn't get anywhere. So, the idea is be prepared, uh, be prepared to pray. Okay. There's my, my introductory editorial for the evening. What's that? This is one of those smart Alec remarks that I'm glad you probably couldn't hear. So we will we, we'll just we'll just hold off on that. <laughs> OK, with that, let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, again, we thank you that you have given us this word to study. We thank you that your word is inerrant. We thank you that your word speaks to us daily in different ways. Please open our hearts and minds to your word tonight. Keep me out of the way. And again, Lord, I lift up all those, I want to say idiots, uh, who have turned their backs on you. And when you get to thinking about it, that's pretty much what they are. But I know you love them, and we have to show the same love to them as you do. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, the book of Jude. Which is a little bit longer. It's, uh, I'm going to say it is, what are we? We are 25 verses instead of 15 verses. Uh, Jude, the author, uh, was the brother of James. Uh, and so that makes them both half brothers of Jesus. Uh, neither of the brothers believed that Jesus was the Messiah until after the resurrection. Uh, John 7 5 says, for even his brothers did not believe in him. Okay, so they had a they had a pretty dramatic come to Jesus moment with seeing their half brother whom they kind of thought was nuts uh be resurrected as he predicted and they realized, hey, all this adds up to it. Okay, it was written somewhere between 16 and 64 again. Not 1916 64, but 1664. Uh, and again, to warn against false teachers. And you know, we too can get to be complacent and listen to things, and, and people like this that we're going to be talking about tonight uh, can enter our lives too if we are not diligent in being what we're doing tonight, being in Bible study. So, with that, we're going to begin with. Verse 1, Jude, a bond servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked for this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness, and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Yet, Michael the archangel... In contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. For these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts, in these things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them! For they have gone in the way of Cain, but have run greedily in pardon me, have gone, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit and perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are spots in your love feasts. While they feast with you and without fear, serving only themselves, there are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming at their own shame, wandering stars, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men, also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them with their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and all of the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, complainers, walking about to their own lusts, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own godly lusts. These are, sens- un- pardon me, own ungodly lusts. That would be kind of interesting, a godly lust, wouldn't it? (laughs) Ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, having the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. But on others, save with fear. Pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of verses, but we're going to get through it tonight. It's pretty interesting uh, how this was written 2000 years ago but as you'll see as we go through this how it really applies to today verse 1 says Jude a bondservant of Jesus Christ similar to his brother James's introduction okay which shows humility okay he is a bondservant which means somebody who sold themselves into slavery for their master okay And says, and brother of James, to those who are called by the Holy Spirit, sanctified, which is set apart by God and God the Father, and preserved by Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. In the uh, NIV, it says, be yours in abundance. Isn't that a wonderful greeting? You know, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Uh, that is something that is the exact opposite of these people that are saying that prayer is a bunch of bunk. They could say that you people ought to all... Well, anyway, there's the deal. It is a wonderful greeting. In verse 3 it says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common, which is not, not common in the, in the manner of being cheap, but con- common in the manner of being shared, Okay, our shared salvation. I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly, just continuously, for the faith which was once for all. There's my favorite word. All means all. That's all all means delivered to the saints. It, I like this. This is, while I was diligent to write to you concerning our shared salvation, I had to do this other thing. I found it necessary. Jude was listening to the Holy Spirit. Okay, I, a good friend of mine, Ed Ray, mentioned one time, says, you know, we do a lot of, um, a lot of research when we're, when we're doing these studies, preaching, teaching, uh, so as we can make it interesting for the hearers, right? But sometimes what we do is we leave out the room for the Holy Spirit. You know, you get all this stuff, and it ends up being what it ends up being is kind of like a, uh, a, a post-secondary lecture where you hear all these facts, leaving out the Holy Spirit. We can't do that. And Jude is showing this. He did not leave out the Holy Spirit in what he was going to write. He said, wait a minute. It came, this other stuff came out, and it says, verse 4, for certain men have crept in unnoticed. Pretty sneaky. Crept in, right? Unnoticed. Not unnoticed by God, but unnoticed by men. We can do the same thing. Again, we can become complacent. We think everything's going along really groovy. We got these guys coming in. They sound really good. We'll get into that a little bit later. They sneak in, okay? Who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. They're ungodly men. Under the influence of Satan. Kind of goes back to we're talking about those. Who are against prayer? Okay, who turn the grace of God into lewdness and deny the Lord? And lewdness is not just sexual immorality, but it can be pridefulness and envy, all these other things. What? What? All of that—sexual immorality, pridefulness, and envy—what all those have to do with self? You know, being very selfish. We as men, meaning mankind, are born selfish. It's real simple. You know, you get you get a baby and what do they do? They don't get their way, they cry. You know, me, 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 me. Okay, this is the deal. All right, goes on to say, and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. What they are doing is they turn the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Remember, grace is... Not is actually, uh, grace is receiving what we don't deserve. Something that we don't deserve. Mercy is not receiving what we do deserve. Now, what they have turned the grace of Jesus into is licentiousness. Licentiousness meaning license to sin. Hey, you know, Jesus died for your sins. Go ahead and sin. You know, uh, Paul says that. And James says that, you know, well, should I continue to go on sinning? Well, certainly not. Okay, but that's what these guys that Jude is talking about, that's what people who get into places of power, sneakily, you know, sneaking in, that's what they will do. They will turn the grace of God into licentiousness. Verse 5. But I want to remind you, do we any of us need reminders now and again? I have, you know, I, and it's you can't blame me for this because I heard it on the radio or something where they set an alarm on their cell phones for 316, meaning John 316. Reminds me to be thankful every day to God. And there are times when that alarm goes off and I'm not feeling very thankful. Thank you, Lord, for that reminder to be thankful. Okay, we need reminders Though you once knew this, that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Guess what, folks? He's offered all this for us. He's offered us salvation. We got to accept it. Hebrews chapter 3, 16 through 19 says, For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, it Was it not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, those whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would never enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. This is the bottom line, folks. Uh doesn't matter how good you are, how many great deeds you do or anything like that. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not entering into the kingdom. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Verse 6 goes on to say, And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode. Uh, those who left heaven with Satan. You've heard of fallen angels. That's what they're referring to here. Scholars, a lot of scholars believe that it was one-third of the angels Satan took with him, And they base this on Revelation chapter 12. Here comes a uh, shameless plug. We start into the uh, study of Revelation next week. So... Uh, that's another quote my friend, Pastor Ed Ray, would say. You know, a smarter pastor wouldn't teach on this, but that doesn't mean <laughs> we're not going to. Anyway, so they figure is about a third of the angels left. Okay, and he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of that great day. As Solomon Gomorrah. And the cities around them, in similar manners to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Okay, it's probably a neat idea if you haven't already. Uh, Read Genesis chapters 18 and 19. And you can see what all was going on there. There's a reason why they call certain acts of sexual immorality sodomizing okay you can read about it in there hey you know they had judgment on them then same thing's going to happen to those who continue on in that sort of sexual immorality and guess what uh, any kind of sexual immorality and and the, the other thing is is it's deviance okay what does deviance mean it means de- being different from the norm. That's what deviance is. There's a way that God designed us, which was great. You know, again, sex between husband and wife is the way it was designed. Everything else messes it up. And, you know, uh, I think a lot of us can talk about how we did stupid things when we were younger. Okay, go on here. Verse 8 says, likewise, all these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Dreamers. Okay, uh, they are people often law, la-la land, as I'd like to say. They are those who are mentioned back in verse 4, those certain men who are out of touch with reality. Uh, and it talks about speak evil of dignitaries. Okay. Uh, the apostles, for one, that's what was going on here. Uh, same thing happens now when people speak evil of preachers and teachers. Does that mean all preachers and teachers are sinless? Absolutely not. Uh, but they, as, uh, as Job was called, are above reproach, those who, you know, there's there's bums in everything. Anyway, again, it's rejecting authority. Whose authority are they rejecting? They're rejecting God's authority. Yet Michael the archangel... Now, that's an interesting thing. Michael the archangel. Um, he is mentioned in Daniel. Uh, chapter 10 and 12. And again... There's that book, the Revelation chapter 12, and it says, In contending with the devil, when he disputed the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. All right. Uh, here's a note on that from Richard Bauckham says, This proves to us that Michael is not Jesus, as some heretical groups have thought. Jesus rebuked the devil in his own authority, but Michael did not. The point of contrast is that Michael could not reject the devil's accusation by his own authority. Jesus can. Jesus did. Hmm. Goes on verse ten, but these speak evil of whatever they do not know. Whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts. Uh, the message Bible says living by animal instinct only. Uh, they uh in these things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. What did Cain do? killed Abel. What did he kill him with? A rock. I could go on about how we should maybe ban all rocks. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit. Balaam was a prophet who prophesied for profit. And the fun part, he's another guy reading uh, pardon me, Numbers uh, chapter 22. It's pretty interesting. He was riding a donkey and the donkey spoke to him. So you know, some some asses can sometimes tell us what we need to hear. Uh, and then it goes on to say, and perished in a rebellion of Korah. Uh, Korah was an Israelite, a prominent Israelite, who was resentful of the authority that God gave Moses. He was one of those guys that was the grumbler and all this kind of stuff in the wilderness and the rebellion there. So this is what these are. Three examples that came from different backgrounds. Cain was a farmer, Balaam was a prophet, and Korah was a leader in Israel. Apostasy is never confined to one group of people. Remember that. Remember that. There are apostates in the pulpit, in the palace, and in the poorhouse. I think that's a great quote. Coder is the guy I quoted there. Okay, verse 12. These are spots in your love feast. Love feast. Boy, that sounds like something that shouldn't be going on, doesn't it? Well, actually what it was is is like a potluck. Boy, for those who were brought up in a traditional church setting, man, those Sunday potlucks when there's a special deal going on, those were really good. Really good. And it, it, it pretty much is how things were done in the early church as well. Okay. Your love feasts, while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. So what are they? Greedy and self- Centered, and these are people who have infiltrated the church. This is why Jude listened to the Holy Spirit to write this letter instead of talking about all the shared faith, our common faith. And, and here's here's a um, something on common faith that I forgot to to say earlier. And this is my uh, obligatory Spurgeon quote, where it says, "Upon other matters there are distinctions among believers, but yet there is a common." salvation enjoyed by the Arminian as well as the Calvinists, possessed by the Presbyterian as well as Episcopalian, prized by the Quakers as well as the Baptists. Those who are in Christ are more near of kin than they know of. Hmm. And their intense unity in deep essential truth is a greater force than most of them imagine. Only give it scope and it will work wonders. I like that. You know... <sighs> He put it pretty, pretty succinctly. You know, we have differences on baptism and communion, and what you should wear to church, and what sort of um, music should be used in worship, and what sort of instruments should be used, and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. It's called offer. What matters is what you do with Jesus. Bottom line, bottom line for everything that we do in Bible study is, what do you do with Jesus? And that's what we always have to be. Certain of this, what we do with Jesus. Okay, now back to where I was. It says, they are clouds, continuing on in verse 12, they are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn leaves without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. What are they? They're of no use. Raging waves of the sea, foaming up up on their shame, Wandering stars for those whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Blackness of darkness forever. That's simply put is hell. Okay. Uh, The foaming of their, the raging waves of sea foaming of their shame. I like a quote from Isaiah 57. 20 says, but the wicked are like the troubled sea. When it cannot rest, those waters cast up mire, and dirt. Okay, very, very descriptive there. Verse 14 goes on to say, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, in line there, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with tens of thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have... where's, where's That word kind of keeps showing up in this, is not it? Uh, ...have spoken against him. Now, the book of Enoch, although not included in the canon, in the 66 books of the Bible, was a book that was familiar to the hearers of Jude's letter here, uh, such as the different pagan uh, poets that Paul referenced in Romans and 1 Corinthians and Titus. Okay, so this is is something that those whom he's writing to would be familiar with. Verse 16 goes on to say, These grumblers and complainers walk according their own lusts. Grumblers and complainers. You know, when you grumble and complain about the tough shake that you've been given or something like that, you know, what are you doing? You're insulting God. You're insulting God and the gifts that he has given you. It, your gifts, man, man, we, are, we are blessed more than we ever deserve when we really look at it. And so when we grumble and complain, and I've never grumbled and complained in my life. I've always just had a smile on my face. I've never been a grump or anything like, oh, baloney. But, you know, that's, that's the deal. When we do that, think about it that guess what we're doing? We're complaining against God is what we're really doing. And Jude puts that pretty succinctly. He says, And and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. Think of somebody like Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. (laughs) But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own godly, ungodly, pardon me, there's that ungodly lust. There it is. Again, remember all these letters, all these epistles, if you will, speak of problems within the church and how to correct those things. Okay? These are sensual persons. You know, if it feels good, do it. Who cause divisions and not having the spirit, but you, verse twenty, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying. Here's that praying deal that that obviously doesn't do any good, according to those on social media and those who are writing editorials that bring up my wrath. And so I guess I'm complaining, huh? Well, there we go. Verse 26 of Romans chapter 8 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. Praying in the Holy Spirit. There you are. When you don't, you know, you're, you know what? We all get exhausted. We all get exasperated. So what do we do? Say, Lord, I turn it over to you. You know the deal. <laughs> okay. Verse 21, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy. Again, that's the deal. Not, not receiving what we deserve of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Verse 22, and on some have compassion. Making a distinction. But others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Boy, that's really kind of something. What this is, this really is, is law and gospel. Okay. Those that you need to, to use when we should be compassionate on everyone, right? We show, should show compassion to everyone. But what he's talking here is if there's a believer that is just absolutely having a tough time, Show them compassion. Remind them of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, those who are going out uh, willy-nilly sinning, they should be shown their sin so then they, that they too can understand that grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you can point out to them, hey, this is what's going on. And again, it's speaking the truth in love, which is not an easy thing. Here it is. The law, S-O-S shows us our sins. Gospel SOS soothes our souls. There is a right time for application of both. All right. But, again, others save with a fear pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by flesh. And in closing, he says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you faultless... There's that deal. There's that grace before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To our God and Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. We are to declare that to the world. All right. Questions, comments, or smart aleck remarks? We had one earlier. Again, I'm glad that my microphone doesn't pick it up. But anyway, you know, it's always a joy to be here. Uh, God is so, so gracious to allow a nitwit old hot rodder guy to speak to you about his love for the Lord Jesus Christ and love for his word. Again, I encourage you to daily get in the Word. Uh, Don't just use me once a week. or Just every chance that you get the opportunity, uh, because then we are able to, again, build ourselves up in the most holy faith. And with that, I'd just like to close in prayer. Again, gracious Heavenly Father, we lift up to you all those who are hurting today, especially those who were affected by the shootings in Texas last week. I also pray for those who are uh, militant against prayer, that you would soften their hearts, that you would remove that heart of stone and replace with a heart of flesh. I thank you, Lord, for all that you bestow upon us, all the graces, and especially Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your one and only Son to pay the price for our sins with his death and, better yet, resurrection.